What's up, friends? I'm Tara P, and you're listening to Positive Perspectives. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I just want to start off by just saying congratulations, everyone. We have made it to the third week in April. I don't know about everyone else out there, but for me, these past three weeks have actually gone by relatively fast. I mean, especially compared to how it felt like March went. March, for some reason, just felt like it was the longest month ever, and probably just because that was kind of when everything started happening with the new lifestyle change that we all kind of had to adapt to, and just shows that it was hard through that situation, and so it might have felt like times were a little longer, but... Now we're kind of able to just adapt and kind of accept that this is our new norm. And I know for me, I've kind of been able to find a routine through all this. And that's really just helped me kind of accept what life's at right now and just keep pushing forward. And that's not to say, though, that it hasn't come with some challenges. Just to let you guys into my life a little bit. So Rance and I are scheduled and supposed to get married at the end of September. And at this time, I'm still trying to remain super positive about it, just hope for the best, but things have really just started to sink in and just kind of make me realize that I might need to start accepting that what I've envisioned and planned for for almost the past year is probably going to be different in some sort of way. And this really hit me when this past week I got a notification that my flight to the bachelorette party was canceled. And we were doing it a little bit early at the end of May, and we haven't officially canceled it yet, but I've kind of mentally accepted that it's not going to happen. We were going to go down to Scottsdale and stay at my friend's place, and I had a bunch of friends and family that were going to fly in and come and celebrate me. And when I got the flight cancellation, it was just really the first time it sunk in that things that I've been planning for and expecting and really, really excited about are going to change. And it was just the first time that I really felt really sad about it. I didn't have any positivity about it. I wasn't able to kind of look at the perspective, but I felt really fortunate because I had some awesome friends and family that reached out to me, texted me. I had one friend that she called me and she was just, I was just able to kind of like cry to her and just kind of get it out. And at the time I felt a little silly and I was just apologizing, but I was so glad I was able to kind of express that and to do it and to really just let myself sit in my emotions and not just try and bypass it right away. So even though at the time I didn't want to talk about it because I knew I would cry, I was just so thankful that she still reached out to me and just listened to me and just let me know it was going to be okay and let me feel my feels. So after I was able to kind of let it out, it just felt a lot better. Like I was kind of able to release it and accept it and know that it was okay to be sad and it was okay to not feel so positive at that exact moment. But I wasn't going to sit in that feeling. So she was able to kind of talk me through it. And at the end, I was able to kind of see the bright side. We talked about how the wedding's not until September. So there's still plenty of time. And we can kind of adjust our plans once we kind of see how life's going to be. And when and if we're going to kind of get back to normal. And kind of just what that's going to look like for everyone. So I just want everyone to know that whatever you're feeling through this time, just know it's okay. You can feel five different emotions in one day and it's totally normal and acceptable. There's no manual on how anyone's supposed to feel during this time because nobody in the world has ever gone through a situation like this where the entire world kind of just shuts down and it goes on a temporary pause and people's lives are completely changed and will be completely affected by this. But I really just encourage you guys, if you feel that way, to reach out to someone, talk about it, because I know it helps me not sit in those feelings and just circulate in my thoughts. If I'm able to talk about them, I mean, I feel like I'm able to express them, let them know how I feel, and kind of let them go and move on. 
So just rely on your community, guys. Help each other out. Reach out to people. Encourage other people to talk. And let's just get through this together. So guys, for this week's guest, I'm really excited. We have Jordan Tarver with us. And Jordan and I met through, I feel like I say this all the time, but through Instagram and just through the social media realm, which is just so crazy and so cool to me. But just to have a little background on him, he was actually born in Sonoma County and he still lives in the LA area today. And I just love his story because I feel like it's super relatable. When he went off to college, he started with a finance degree because that was just kind of what he had seen growing up. His dad was in that, his brother pursued that, and so he saw a lot of opportunity there and so that's just what he went for. And while he was in school, he said that he was kind of able to align with some people that had a little more like-minded interest in some things that he enjoyed outside of academics. So once he graduated, he had this huge adventure bug within him that he just wanted to chase. So he did what maybe some people have done or what some people dreamed of doing or what some people might be talking about doing in their future. And that was take a backpack trip to Europe. He literally took a solo backpack trip to Europe and he just explains how it was the most life-changing experience that he's faced today. And he was kind of able to journal and to write about his experiences and what he was learning and really found that he had a passion for writing and that he knew he wanted to do more with it, that he didn't want to spend his life going back to finance because it wasn't really what he was passionate about and it wasn't his calling. So Jordan just kind of explains how he was able to turn some of his passions into a career and kind of what his life looks like today. So I really hope this episode resonates with some of you. I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. So please sit back and enjoy with Jordan Tarver. All right, Jordan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm super stoked to be on here and uh, happy that we have this technology to allow us to do a podcast during these times. Seriously. Yeah, I know, especially during these times and just the fact that you're in California. So for all the people out there, Jordan and I actually connected just through social media. When I launched my Instagram page, he had just reached out and he's actually a writer, author, photographer, just all around artists. So I'm really just excited to get to know you a little bit better and just kind of um, learn about how you got to where you're at today. Cool. Yeah. I'm stoked to have this conversation. Awesome. So just to get started, let's just kind of go back to the beginning. Let everyone know kind of who you were as a kid and how you grew up. Yes. I'm, well, I live in Los Angeles now, but I was born and raised in Sonoma County, which is an hour north of San Francisco. Um, in Northern California. Uh, I have three siblings. Um, we grew up going to a, pr- a private Montessori school. So my childhood was, I think, a little bit different than most people. Like the, the school would max out at 40 kids between sixth grades. Yep. So it was just a really interesting childhood. And actually, I'm really grateful that I had that experience because I think I attribute a lot of my creativity and artistry to those times and like hands-on learning. Yeah. Um, so, I, so I think my creativity actually really started at such a young age, which I don't think I realized until probably recently. And I think mm-hmm. that's what, how I've been able to cultivate it. Um, but I think growing up, I wasn't always the most confident person. And I think a lot of people can say that um, about themselves. Um, so for me, I, I really, my whole life, I didn't feel like I had necessarily a place yet or to know who I was supposed to be. Um, and so that's kind of been my focus in my own journey is working on that, um, who I'm supposed to be, who I want to be, um, how, how can I fulfill like my life vision? Yeah. But it all, it all stemmed back from not knowing who I was. Mm-hmm. 
That's interesting. I actually went to a private Montessori school as well, and it was just really fascinating their uh, teaching approach and kind of all the hands-on and everything. And yeah, it's definitely helped shaped me in the way I learn things. And so it's pretty interesting. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, I love when I find out someone went to Montessori because I feel like there's if you go there, you, you know, you, you kind of you just yeah. know what it's about and like the beauty of that kind of education style, uh, focusing on like the science and the arts. And so that's, that's great to hear that you went there too. Yeah. So what were some of your interests growing up? Um, you said that you kind of struggled, but like, did you have any passions or anything that you enjoyed? Uh, as, a, as a young kid, I was uh, super into sports, like active, yet you would never find me indoors. I don't think, uh, like for instance, like movies, not my thing, TV, not my thing. It was always like I needed to be outside moving and um, doing something active. So I was really passionate about uh, baseball, um, especially baseball. And I played baseball my whole life. And um, I think I started to get a relationship with photography and camping from a young age too, which kind of is like my root and like foundation of a lot of my creativity. We camped a lot as kids growing up every summer. My parents kind of instilled that adventure bug in us at a very young age. Um, so I definitely was very passionate about the outdoors and still am. And I obviously roots back to that. Um, so yeah, those are some of the things I was involved with as a young, young kid. Awesome. And then as you got older um, and you graduated from high school, where did your journey kind of go from there? So when I graduated from high school in 2012, uh, I went to Cal State Fullerton uh, and studied business finance um, down here in Orange County. Wasn't really kind of like finding my niche within that that study. And so I, I found a lot of friends that were into the outdoors and camping. So I surrounded myself with those people that you know, allowed me to still kind of chase something that was more aligned with who I was. And, um, and so that's kind of like some of the things I really grasped on grasped onto during the, uh, my college days. Um, so that was kind of my journey after high school and into college. So how did you get into finance? Because that seems just like you said, totally different from the outdoors and the things that you really enjoyed. So my, my dad is, he's a, a business marketer by trade. And I think growing up, I've always wanted to be like him. And um, so I kind of wanted to follow his footsteps into the business world. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of found like a lot of opportunity or saw a lot of opportunity um, going that route. And my brother, uh, who went to San Diego State, who's six years older than me, he was also a business finance major. So I was, it was kind of like my first glimpse of college was because he was the first sibling that went off to college and kind of like enamored by all the things that he was doing. Um, so I think that's where like my early inspiration to follow like a finance path started. However, that's not really where I necessarily ended up. I don't work in the finance world really anymore. I, I write about financial products, but it's much different than I was really learning in college. Yeah. Well, I think that's so relatable. Uh, just how you said that you wanted to be like your dad and your brother went into it. I think that's just so common that people just naturally go into what they see other people doing. But once you kind of get into it, it's 
awesome that you were able to kind of determine that like, okay, like I can do this, but this isn't really what I'm passionate about. So you said you got into writing. So how did you kind of make that transfer? So it's funny because I, I don't think, well, I know I wasn't a good writer at all. Um, I actually hated writing growing up and it's, it's kind of ironic that I do it as a full-time job now. And it's like, really like one of the biggest things that I'm passionate about. And, um, it all started after graduating. Um, I went on a solo backpacking trip to Europe and I brought a journal and just did like a daily um, journal while I was out there. And when I came back, I actually transcribed that book or that journal into a book um, and wrote present day reflections. And so that whole process of making the book and doing the daily journal kind of made me have this like realization or epiphany, like, wow, like I actually really enjoy this writing thing. Um, and I, I could see myself doing this, you know, as a job. So I started looking for freelance opportunities uh, because I obviously had no background, no samples, no anything to, you know, represent me in a job interview. So I needed to do some work to build that up to be credible. So I just started freelancing for a couple of different clients. My brother who went to San Diego State, he was, um, he's also a writer and he has, at the time had his own clients and he had passed them off to me to help me out. And so I built up a lot of uh, samples through that and some experience until I um, was able to, you know, snag an interview for a full-time job. And luckily I landed that job, which is yeah. where I still work today. Very cool. That's interesting that you said that growing up you hated writing and then it kind of developed into what you do now. And I think it makes such a big difference when you're kind of forced to do something, when you're just doing something as a passion project. And if you can find the joy in that, then it's, it's awesome that you were able to kind of turn that into a career. So you said that you took a solo backpack trip to Europe. What kind of sparked that? Yeah, I think, I think well, so I'm the youngest of four. And so I think a lot of my life, I looked up to and still do to my two brothers and sister and they had also done travels after college and kind of took a little break between uh, school and work. And so I think the inspiration really started from there and our parents really encouraged us to do something like that. And they would remind us like, this is really the only time that you probably would have the chance to do this. Um, and so that kind of started the spark and then I kind of started looking into the trip more and trying to find people to go with. And I originally had a friend that I was going to go with. Um, and so it was going to be a two, two of us were going to go on this backpacking trip for five weeks. And then I think about a month before we had purchased our tickets, he landed a job and um, they wanted him to train in New York in the summer, which was obviously right when our trip was going to be. So kind of came to the crossroads. Okay, am I going to go alone, which sounded super scary for someone who wasn't very confident yet or really sure about who they were, or was I going to find someone else to go with? And so I tried to find someone else to go with and it seemed like nothing was just falling into place. And now being here today, looking back on it, like I kind of see that it was a test from like the universe trying to push me into this very, very uncomfortable world that I had not gone in yet um, to help me find who I was supposed to be and to help me, um, really progress as a person and like overcome those fears and overcome those moments of uh, lack of confidence. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And that's one of those situations that you may not have originally asked for. You probably wanted to just stay in your comfort zone and have someone come with, but those are really the opportunities where you learn and you grow about what you're really made of and what you are able to handle. And sometimes you have to face your fears and realize that they weren't as scary as you built them up to be. So do you think that that trip really shaped you into kind of who you are today? Absolutely. Like 110%. I think for me, the way I talk about it with people is like, there's a fine line of who I was and who I am now. And that fine line is like when I flew to Europe, like there was a person before that flight and then there was a person after that flight and kind of, that's just like, it was literally the, like a life-changing experience for me. And I learned so much on that trip, not only about myself, but about kind of like where I wanted to go, what things I should value. Um, I just learned a great deal about life during that trip. And I think I don't know where I would be today if I didn't go. Yeah. Well, it's so awesome that you journaled through that whole time, through that huge transformational period, because now you're kind of able to look back and like you said, see who you were at the start of that book and then kind of who you are today. Yeah, it's, uh, I actually opened it like a week ago and I kind of just like, it's chilling. Like I, I literally get the chills when I reread it and kind of relive those moments and wonder and think about how it was during that time and who I was during that time and being able to see the progression, not only through the book of that trip, but then up until today, I think is an incredible kind of thing to look at. Yeah. And what was the process of kind of putting a book together? I mean, that sounds like something that people talk about, but actually making it happen. What did that look like? So um, when I got back from the trip, I was, didn't have a job yet. Um, so I was, I think I was out of a job for two months and I wanted to fill my time somehow with something that would benefit me. I didn't want to just sit on the couch all day. So I just started copying that book over from or the journal into a Google doc. And then I was finishing off the writing process um, by adding like present day reflections. And so after the a book is written, like you obviously need to have it edited and proofread. And um, Amazon actually has a really great system now where they open the doors for people to self-published books, which is awesome because I think so many people have so many beautiful things to talk about and powerful things to share and lessons. And I think spreading that knowledge is like very important too teaching other people. And I think the normal route of going through a publishing house is so difficult for people to get a book out and get the word out. So this system through Amazon really allows people like me um, to publish something, even if they can't get in contact or get connected with a big publishing house. And so yeah, Amazon is really like a killer way to to put out a book if you're looking to self-publish something um, and they make it super easy. Awesome. So since that book, what are you kind of doing today? Uh, so that book was released in 2017 and I'm actually working on um, my second book right now, which is still in process and kind of wrapping up the finishing touches. Um, I, I'm doing a lot of other writing projects like the Note Collective, as you know, where we connected. Um, photography is Will and is my one of my biggest passions in life and Mm -hmm. 
that kind of couples with the van life with my converted van. And so uh, we're typically going on uh, road trips and, and such as, and when I get back on those road trips or back from, from those road trips is when I usually write long form stories. So even today, my, my life really revolves around writing in so many different forms. Um, I think writing is so magical. I think it's a power that we all have within us and everyone can write. And once you like give yourself that permission to write, you can open up so many doors within your mind and you can discover so many things about your yourself through writing. And I think it's such a magical process. And so I just try to include writing in, in different forms, um, in different areas of my life to like really learn more about who I am. I love that. Yeah. And like you said, you have a page called the note collective and it's really inspired me just to write more and just to journal more. And so, um, one thing that I did start doing through this process was when I first had the idea, I had all these thoughts and I just didn't know how to process them exactly. So writing them really helped me get all my thoughts out and kind of like navigate through them and figure out what I was really trying to, what was like my end goal. Cause at the time, all these thoughts were just kind of like jumbled in my head. So you have awesome prompts that you send out weekly. Like I said, that just encouraged me just to keep writing and just to keep discovering. So that's great. But what is um, your book that you're writing right now? What is kind of it going to talk about? So the book I'm writing right now is called You Deserve This Shit. It's a toolkit for self-discovery and becoming the best version of you. Uh, it's really, it's split up into the three pillars of self-discovery, uh, which are self-awareness, comfort zones, and intentional living. And so I think by exploring those three pillars, people who have not yet started a journey of self-discovery or maybe are finding themselves blocked in their journey in self-discovery, I think exploring those three pillars um, is really going to allow them to tap into themselves and really unlock the greatest potential uh, and discover who they're always meant to be. So this book is it's meant to be a, a toolkit of all those things and kind of share the lessons that I've learned in my own journey that have worked for me and share those with other people um, with the hopes that someone can find some, some lessons in there that resonate with them to kind of propel them forward. That's awesome. Yeah. And the older we get, I've kind of realized that nobody really knows what they're doing through the moment, but the way that we get through is just through our community and through helping each other out and sharing these stories about things that you've tried that have worked well or things that you tried that you would not recommend to people. You know, I think mm -hmm. the more we can talk about our own journeys, we can help all of our ourselves through this process of life. And just like you said, trying to become our greatest self. So I love that. Yeah, I think just want to touch on something you said there about sharing with other people. I think it's, I really, the reason why I love to share all these things in the note collective, collective, my personal Instagram and writing books and writing articles is I, I really think it's a disservice to yourself and to everyone else. If you're not sharing what you know, but also what has worked for you. I think a something that you write or something that you share with someone else like has the potential to be a life-changing thing for someone and you don't know what's going to be life-changing for that person. And so I think being open to share publicly and uh, kind of without any restriction really gives other people the opportunity to possibly find out something they need to know to, to help them in any area of their life. Yeah. 
That's awesome. I think this book is so well needed, especially in this time called You Deserve This Shit. So do you have an idea of when it will be out for people to grab? Um, kind of. It's, it's, it's in an air with everything that's going around in the world right now. I, I don't want to release it while we're all navigating through this crisis right now, and um, which is completely fine. But I think I would hope it can come out in 2020 at some point. Um, but really, it's kind of, you know, up in the air until we can make it through this crisis, because I want to make sure everyone's, uh, you know, dialed in one to doing their best and uh, playing their role in, in getting this, this uh, virus to stop spreading. And, and then I, I want people also to be, you know, less distracted when I want to be teaching these lessons. Yep. Well, regardless when it comes out, I think it's going to be super awesome. And like I said, just super needed. Um, but for the time being, people can go to your other page, The Note Collective, and sign up and get those weekly uh, news prompts, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, Note Collective on Instagram, um, I post weekly random kind of thoughts that would normally be in my journal. And it's meant to be a writing project where I'm encouraging others to be the best versions of themselves one note at a time. And so these notes are meant to be thought provoking, um, sometimes challenging, uh, but at the end of the day, they're, they're meant for people to leave that page feeling inspired to go do something better. That's awesome. Well, great. Well, thank you so much just for kind of sharing your journey and kind of how you got to where you are. And I just love your message that you just want people to become their best version of themselves and that they're only going to get through that through self-discovery and through trial and there and just learning more about yourself. So like I said, we could definitely all use that. So to close up, we're just going to play the countdown question game. So got some fun questions for you. So we'll start with the fast four. So do you prefer oceans or mountains? Uh, oceans. Nice. Makes sense. You being in California. <laughs> um, you kind of said this, but books or movies? Books. Uh, definitely not a movie guy. If you put a movie <laughs> on, I'll likely fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Um, Dine-in or delivery? Um, I actually prefer to cook my meals, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with cooking my meals. Nice. And then domestic or international travel? I right now, I'm really drawn to international travel, but I am torn in between because I love California road trips. Yeah, very cool. Okay, the thoughtful three. Uh, what is something you're passionate about? I'm really passionate about self-mastery. Um, and that's that kind of involves trying new things and then finding the things that you like and then kind of working down the journey of um, self-mastery and, and, and whatever those things that you're finding. Yeah, very cool. What is something you want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for inspiring other people to do great things. That's awesome. Well, I can say you're definitely already on that journey. So. Thank you. Um, and then what is one thing that you think every person should experience in their life? I think everyone should experience uh, their raw and genuine curiosity. I think people kind of overlook and forget about the power of curiosity and what it can do for you. 
and uh, how interesting it can be. And so I think everyone should take a, a conscious effort and step into exploring their own curiosity. I love that. That's very cool. Um, top two, what or who are the top two most positive person, influences, or inspirations in your life? Uh, definitely my parents. I think I wouldn't be where I am right now. Well, I know I wouldn't be where I am right now with my parent without my parents. And kind of reflecting back on our, our childhood, I think the things they instilled in us at such a young age and the space they created and held for us to choose what we wanted to do and choose the path that resonated most with us and how they supported us with anything that we wanted to do in life really has allowed me to gain the confidence and the enthusiasm that I have today about doing the things that I'm doing. Yeah. And that's super important, like you said, for just to have parents that are encouraging and motivating, but like once you to find your own journey and like you said, so like they kind of instilled in you to find the best version of yourself. So for sure. Yeah, definitely. I definitely owe it to them. Awesome. And final question, what is one positive act that you can challenge yourself and others to engage in this week? Smile at people. I think right now is the most important time to be smiling at a stranger, especially when we are social distancing and people are not wanting to be close to each other. And therefore some people think it's, we shouldn't be making eye contact or I don't know. So if if you're walking on a grocery store or walking in your neighborhood, just because you can't be within six feet doesn't mean you can, you can't toss a smile at them. Yep. Definitely. I think a smile goes a lot further than we realize. And like you said, you don't know who who needs that in their day. So that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. If people wanted to find you, reach out, ask questions, where could they do that? Yeah. So I think if you want to kind of find my work, look at my work, head over to Jordan Tarver on Instagram. And then in my bio, you'll actually find links to the Note Collective, uh, to my Van Life page. And then you also find a, a link to um, the new book, You Deserve This Shit, the Instagram for that. So definitely just go over my Instagram, Jordan Tarver. Um, it'll be the hub kind of for all the different projects that I'm working on. Great. Well, like I said, thank you so much. I just think people really needed to hear this and it's definitely going to help some people in their journeys to truly finding themselves. So yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really grateful that people like you exist that are holding these podcasts where we can talk about these positive perspectives and, um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course. Thanks, Jordan. We'll talk soon. Bye. See ya. Wow. All I have to say is I'm so thankful that there are people like Jordan who feel comfortable enough to just share some of their stories and their experiences that they face through life. I really loved what he said, that he feels like it's almost a disservice not to share some of the lessons that you've learned or you know, because you could be potentially changing somebody's life out there just by sharing your story. So why not just open up and let people know what you've learned and what you've gone through? Because hopefully it resonates with someone and it kind of sticks with someone. So I hope this episode encouraged you guys to find what you're passionate about, even if it's not the easy route, even if it doesn't seem like it's possible, there is a way to do it. There's a way you can hustle and make it happen. I promise you guys, our fears are so much bigger in our head than what's actually reality. We build these fears in our head and they kind of become roadblocks. But really, if we just keep taking one foot in front of the other and just keep pursuing it little by little, 
who knows, maybe you could totally change your life path or your career and you can be in a life that really just aligns with your soul and just kind of makes sense to you. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great week and remember, keep sharing positivity because I truly think it's contagious. Love you guys. Hey friends, thanks so much for sticking around and listening. If you enjoyed that episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. I'd love to hear what you enjoyed, what topics you'd like to hear, and it would really mean a lot to me. Episodes will be released every Wednesday, and you guys can also find me on Instagram at Positive Perspectives Podcast. Thanks, guys, and tune in next week for another dose of positivity.